This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Today you're going to hear a message that was recorded January 21, 2012 where I spoke in our Sabbath service, and the message was Godly Parenting, Depictions of God. Sit back and enjoy today's Warning Radio program. Yesterday's class, we offered it last night, which is tremendous. That is a just tremendous class. It goes into, again, God, and how, like Karen shared in the songs, Jehovah Jireh, but there are conditions. In the class, you know, we're talking about child raising now and boundaries and discipline and everything. And like it goes into children have no right to pick out their friends. See, now, a lot of children wouldn't like that a bit. We're talking about teenagers and everything else. In other words, parents have to be heavily involved and either allow it or you're not a friend with this person. Why? Because that blesses you, that protects you. And then you say, well, other people don't. Well, other people aren't serving God. Or they don't care what God says. And that's what he brought out. Why? Because this is serving God. Parents are there because God put them there to protect us from making a lot of mistakes. From having our friends hurt us. You know, hurt you. Because friends do that. If you get the wrong friends, they'll actually also get you in trouble, put you in prison, sexually abuse you. Parents are there for a reason. Godly parents. And it goes into this stuff, which is really good. Anyway, a parent's treasure is their children. See, a parent's treasure is their children. Their treasure is their children. They're a heritage from God. So parenting is passing on that heritage, if you do it right. And he goes on and on. And dating, courtship, again, the Bible doesn't talk about dating. The Bible talks about courtship. He goes into the boundaries. Proactive means you have a plan. You're equipped in God's response. Your children have a future with God through a relationship with Him. Absolute truth is from God and is truth. All the time for all people in all situations. Again, nowhere in the Bible do children have a right to choose their own friends. This is what Dr. Kehofer is bringing out. It's not only him. I've taken probably 20, 25 courses on this, these type of classes. If parents don't realize their responsibility to pass on their heritage, and you get into the Hebrew and Greek words, 
which to bless is to protect, you have a very active responsibility to be involved in who or who should not be your children's friends. It's not their choice. It doesn't matter unless you're a weak parent and you allow it. Then you're going to reap bad fruit. You're going to reap heartache because you were a weak parent. Then you did not bless your child. You cursed them because you allowed them to choose their own friends. They don't have the wisdom to choose proper friends. Now, their pride and arrogance will rise up. Oh, yes, I do. Well, no, you don't. Goes into parenting. You're a parent for life. So it doesn't matter if you have kids 30, 40, 50 years old, 60. Unless you're dead, you have a responsibility to impart into their life. Doesn't mean they'll listen to you. But you have that responsibility to open your mouth anyway. See, just like you might not listen to Jesus, but he's still going to speak to you. And then on judgment day, he'll judge you for not listening to him. Now here, you don't listen to absolute truth. You're judged by your own messed up life. And this goes into, do you have a happy, prosperous future? Or is it a future filled with nothing but heartache? Because you were just so stubborn every inch of the way. I think this is good stuff to uh, understand. To bless, to be a blessing. Blessing flows through family. A family parenting imparts blessing to their children. You choose the friends so your children can be blessed, so they can have a future. I used to put people in prison. And I guarantee you the majority of people I put in prison were ones that parents did a lousy job in blessing or protecting them. And they allowed them to just choose their own friends and they got in trouble. The child's immaturity and pride isn't going to like it. But that is where you're supposed to mold the child into a man or woman of God. But you're not supposed to just allow them to whine and pester you until you give in. Right? <laughs> right, parents? <laughs> anyway, my treasure is my children, spouse, and children. I wrote that on the site for me, because it is. Behold, children are a heritage from God, Psalm 127.3. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be, Luke 12.34. Parenting passes on heritage. Children don't have a right to privacy, they're under authority. And I hope everyone's listening here. Good. See, you do not have a right to pick your own friends, James. Your parents have to be heavily involved unless they're lousy parents. And then you're going to get in trouble. You've got, they've, they have a right to stick their nose into your business. You got that? Because I can guarantee you I would. Well, if they don't want you to hang around certain people, then they have a right to stop it too. Proactive means you have a plan. You're equipped with God's method. But most parents are reactive. They're not proactive. Proactive is you, you have a plan to deal with circumstances. You put a plan in motion. You raise them with a plan. You're not waiting to pick out weeds out of a life that you never properly tilled, raised. You can prevent a lot of wild weeds if you do a good job. Train up the child. And it goes into a lot of important things. Just an awful lot. Anyway, let's look at... Uh, Romans 8, 6 and John 14, 6. Romans 8, 6 and John 14, 6. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 
carnally minded is death. Because the carnal mind, now verse 7 says, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Now we're talking right now actually on some depictions of God, although that just goes right along with what we just said about child raising too. And um, we're training them so they're not led by their carnality, or they're not an enemy of God, says the carnal mind is an enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Okay. We, we talked about absolute truth just a moment ago. We said, well, why do I have to do this when my friend isn't doing this? Because your friend, parents aren't raising them according to the laws of God. So it doesn't matter if your friend isn't doing it. You are doing it. See, my home, when I raised my daughters and still raising one, it doesn't matter what her friends do. If her friends' parents don't want to raise them according to the laws of God, I am. So I could care less about Mary, Sally, and whatever. I don't care about your parents of your friends. I am raising you according to the laws of God, not what your friends' parents do with their kids. If they don't want to enforce God's laws, that's fine. You're not their child, but you are mine. See, it's a little different. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad you're agreeable. I'm going to remind you later. <laughs> I'm talking about if, if I say no, we don't want no henpecking or pestering or it's just an immediate yes, dad. Right? Yes, Dad. I didn't get that part. <laughs> for, for the yeah, for the next three weeks, for the next three weeks, it's yes, Dad. Okay, John fourteen six. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Answer to all destiny, absolute truth. We raise them this way because it is God's way. We raise our kids this way because it is God's way. We don't care about our neighbor, and we don't care about their friends, how their parents raise them. You know, because kids will always try to put pressure on you that way. Well, so-and-so can do it. Well, I don't care about so-and-so. You know, I don't care. I don't care about Joe Bloke. I only care about God's way. So, but as parents, you got to be careful. Well, so-and-so does it. Well, who cares? Who gives a rat's belly button? Okay, we don't care. God is light. 1 John 1.5 1 John 1.5 This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So why do we raise our kids the way we do? Because there is absolute truth we're raising them according to the laws of God. Period. Not according to somebody else, the way they raise their kids. Not even somebody else necessarily in the church that can be a weak parent and still let their kids get away with murder or don't even understand the ways of God. But we will raise them, I will raise them according to what I understand of the Word of God. Because I have a responsibility to train up my child, God has given me that responsibility and God's going to judge me. So God's going to judge me how I raise my kids. 
Now, I plan to have my three grandboys over probably either tonight or tomorrow night, just me and them and Melita. And so, when they are at my house, I am responsibility. I have a responsibility for them, and I will exercise that. <laughs> As you know. <laughs> and it's a little different than maybe somebody else might exercise, and that's just fine. I have a responsibility, and I will bear influence and try to mold and shape, because they're also my treasure. Amen? Amen. I am a parent for life. <laughs> See, I am a parent for life. I have a responsibility for life. For life. If I'm 100 years old and my daughters are 75, I still have a responsibility. Just take, just so you, everyone under my ears can hear in my voice. <laughs> we have a responsibility to have influence in our children's life. And, you know, I have daughters now in their 30s and uh, I'm still their dad. Still their dad. Still love them just like when they were little girls. So I have a responsibility to pray, certainly, but also to have the guts to open my mouth and talk. If you can't do that, then pray for yourself till you can, because you have that responsibility. Okay, God is light. God is fire. Hebrews 12.29. Let's look at that. Hebrews 12.29. For our God is a consuming fire. A consuming fire. As we know, fire is very healthy. It burns away the dross or the, the imperfections. God is depicted as fire because it, he will burn up the sin in our life through different methods. Now, depending on if we are good children, how much that fire has to hurt us. Some of us feel the fire right up to the point of leaving this earth. But God is fire. Fire. He's a consuming fire. You know, fire is depicted as not only dealing with our imperfections or our sins, but you have the power of God, the fire of God, the Holy Ghost, tongues of fire. Remember at Pentecost? The Holy Spirit, fire, power, authority. Okay, Acts 2.2. God is wind. God is wind. Acts 2.2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. So God is wind. Okay, we're talking about depictions of God. Depictions of God. Pictures of God. Understanding more and more. Like I said, we, we really could go through over 300 if we wanted to take that kind of time. Names of God, depictions of God. But just the awesomeness of God when you start studying this. He's fire, he's wind, he's all-powerful, all-consuming, all-truth, all-comprehending. Verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. You know, that always brings God's manifestations, his presence is when we're in one accord in one place. One accord. You go all over the world and, and you start to see the manifestations of God. And uh, whether it's China, 
even in orphanages when children are in one accord and they're seeking God and, and, and the power of God starts to manifest itself in, in their different types of phenomena. The doors are shut, but the wind is blowing and through the house. And I mean, it's incredible the testimonies you hear sometimes. Now these are, again, I can remember testimonies from children in China. You know, they didn't have DVDs or television, so they were actually not wrapped up in some immoral movie star that they glamorize, but they were actually seeking God because they weren't, didn't have the television. And there is some truth in that, that why some kids around the world see many more depictions or manifestations of God than American children is because we waste our time in other things rather than seeking God. And, and you don't see God then. All you see is your immoral movie star. You know, we glamorize these idols that are just these people that are very filthy and immoral, whether it's on NCIS or anything else. Some people like all of this stuff, but if you ever take one time to listen to one program and all of the innuendos of sexual immorality, and you, you idolize these filthy people, it's a shame. He went into that too, that you're responsible and what you let your kids watch. Because once your mind is filled with that stuff, and you're just stupid if you say it doesn't affect me, sure it affects you. I mean, that's the, the utmost stupidity saying it doesn't affect you. Pretty soon, like Sodom and Gomorrah, all the immorality around you, and nothing bothers you. Where if you, if you didn't watch it and you watch it, you'd be shocked to death and mad. Hurt, grieved, everything. But when you watch it all the time, nothing bothers you anymore. And it definitely affects you. One thing, God is holy. God is righteous. You can't have too much of the presence of God when you got too much of the other thing inside of you. It just doesn't work. See, this is absolute truth, whether we like to hear it or not. I know a lot of you don't. It's absolute truth. John 14, 6, God is truth. Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. So we talked about earlier absolute truth and parenting. Why do we raise them the way we do? Because there is absolute truth. doesn't matter about all of the neighbor's kids, how they're raised. There's absolute truth. And God holds your parents accountable to raise you with absolute truth, not Joe Blow across the street that lets their kids do anything, including get pregnant and everything else. There is absolute truth. There's a way to raise kids. But that's a lot of work. And get ready for, unless your kid is really in love with Jesus, there's conflict. But that's what parenting is all about. You're the parent, not them. Later on, they're the parent. And either they can raise their kids right, or they can have kids that are a total mess. Pregnant out of wedlock and everything else. Just a total mess. Messy relationships, hurt relationships, disease, the whole gambit. There is absolute truth how to raise kids. Few parents even know it anymore. They don't take it seriously to study how to do it, and they mess up trying. God is a shepherd, Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay, we talked about that, one of the names of God, didn't we? The Lord is my shepherd. It's Jehovah Roy, R-O-H-I. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay, a depiction of God. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. It goes into basically parenting. If we do it right, 
we're treasuring our kids, we're blessing our kids, we're protecting our kids, we're correcting our kids. And one of the professors brought out, like the shepherd, if he had a naughty sheep that just wouldn't obey, you know what that shepherd did? He broke his leg. That would be called child abuse. But that's exactly what he did. Put the, the naughty sheep around his neck, the sheep that kept trying to run away, broke the leg, put it around his shoulders, carried it, the sheep bonded, never ran away again. So the wolf never killed the sheep because he loved it so much, he even broke the leg. Other than that, there's wolves out there that will hurt you and abuse you. That's the facts. If you, you're just mocking inside, that's because you're stupid. You're just too stupid to understand what I'm saying. You're just too stupid. Just look up the dictionary. You're young, you're proud, you're stupid. And that's how you become a victim. Again, my past, as you know, was a cop. I went and unfortunately put a lot of people in prison. Unfortunately, collected a lot of children that got hurt or killed or raped. that were too stupid to listen to their parents. And now they're a victim. And none of them thought it would happen to them. Because, oh, we're smarter. We can protect ourselves. Yeah, right. You're just too stupid to realize that's an evil world. And if you don't let your parents help you, you're going to be a victim. I don't see any Superman in here. If you're not careful, you will be a victim. And God is our Father, Luke 11, 2. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Okay, you're getting into what they call the model for the Lord's Prayer. We would say, well, when I grew up, every time we had devotions, every day at the end of our devotions, as we prayed, and in my house, we say it a lot, too, in devotions. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. This says, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Well, we would say, forgive us our trespasses as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, glory, and forever. Amen. Now, some people... You can read it this way in different translations or, you, you know, some people say forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. But it's all dealing with our Father, which art in heaven, letting our Father protect us, guide us, direct us, and bless us. Bless us. You know, godly parents are not trying to give their kids a hard time. They're trying to protect their kids so they live long enough to have a good life. That's what they're trying to do. Godly parents are trying to let their kids live long enough not to be a victim and get killed. That's what godly parents are trying to do. Make sure their kids marry right so they can have a life of happiness and not some bum that beats you. Did you hear me? Some jerk that you marry that you thought you're so wise in marrying some jerk Godly parents will be involved in your courtship so you're not naive to let some jerk cheat you with his lying words and sway your emotions. That's what godly parents are supposed to do. Use their wisdom, their discernment, their understanding of the word of God, their experience to protect you. Now, if your parents aren't active in your life, frankly, I don't think they should have had you because they don't deserve to raise you because they're not giving any type of blessing or protection. They're just letting you be their friend. You're a parent before you're a kid's friend. Okay, you got to understand that. I'm not primarily Mimi's friend, I'm her dad. 
You got that? So you're not primarily your kid's friend. You're their parent. Now, if you want to be primarily their friend, then somebody should be raising you with them. You're just an older brother or sister then. But if they're your parent, then bless them, protect them, raise them. And do with absolute truth. Now, it's nice if they like us. I hope all my daughters love me, and I think they do. But my concern has never been, first and foremost, that they just love me as their friend. Mine is they love me as their dad. Are we together? Yeah. Mine is that I protect them and pass them on, give them an education, give them a future, protect them from as much harm as I can, let them marry right so they can be happy all the days of their life. Not so they get divorce after divorce because I was such a lousy father and did not get involved in their life because I was just afraid of conflict and confrontation with my kids. Well, that's part of being a parent. If you don't like it, then you should have never been a parent. But as a Christian, you're supposed to have the maturity than to be able to do these battles as a parent. I really was going more into the depictions of God, but I've talked about quite a bit about parenting. I think it's healthy, very healthy. There's a lot of children here in the balance that aren't married yet, and so uh, that's very healthy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.